to the banquet of your kingdom, O God of the nations. You have invited people of every race, every tongue. May all who are called to a place at your table come by the narrow way to the unending feast of life. We make our prayer through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in union with the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Today's reading from the prophet Isaiah shows how Jesus' message of inclusivity was foretold centuries before by the prophet. Isaiah doesn't mention building a wall to keep foreigners out. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, For I know their works and their thoughts, and I am coming to gather all nations and tongues, and they shall come and see my glory. And I will set a sign among them. From them I will send survivors to the nations, to Tarshish, Put, and Lud, which draw the bow, to Tubal and Javan, to the coastlands far away, that have not heard of my fame or seen my glory. And they shall declare my glory among the nations. They shall bring all your kindred from all the nations as an offering to the Lord on horses and in chariots and in litters and on mules and on dromedaries to my holy mountain Jerusalem, says the Lord. Just as the children of Israel bring a grain offering in a clean vessel to the house of the Lord, and I will also take some of them as priests and as Levites, says the Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The following passage from the letter to the Hebrews speaks of how God disciplines his sons and daughters, and his discipline sets us free. How do we understand the difference between discipline and punishment? A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Brothers and sisters, you have forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as children. My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord or lose heart when you are punished by him. For the Lord disciplines the one whom he loves and chastises every son whom he accepts. Endure trials for the sake of discipline. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom a father does not discipline? Now, discipline always seems painful rather than pleasant at the time. But later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Therefore, lift your drooping hands and strengthen your weak knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be put out of joint but rather be healed. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus passed through towns and villages, 
teaching as he went in making his way to Jerusalem. Someone asked him, Lord, will only a few people be saved? He answered them, Strive to enter through the narrow gate. For many, I tell you, will attempt to enter, but will not be strong enough. After the master of the house has arisen and locked the door, then will you stand outside knocking and saying, Lord, open the door for us. He will say to you in reply, I do not know where you are from. And you will say, We ate and drank in your company, and you taught in our streets. Then he will say to you, I do not know where you are from. Depart from me, all you evildoers. And there will be wailing and grinding of teeth when you see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, and you yourselves cast out. And people will come from the east and the west, and from the north and from the south, and he will recline at table in the kingdom of God. For behold, some are last who will be first, and some who are first will be last. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Ruha, Holy Spirit, open the ears of our hearts. Let the word transform our lives. Will there be many who are going to be saved? It's an interesting question. Raises issues about, well, what do we have to do to be saved, etc., etc. Who is going to be saved, who isn't? Some of the people that we would keep out, apparently God doesn't share our feelings, huh? There's a story, Mrs. Rosenfeld, and this was years ago, before the anti-discrimination laws. She went into an inn in Cape Cod wanting to rent a room for the night. She gave her name, Mrs. Rosenfeld. And the person behind the desk said, I'm sorry, we, we have no vacancies. Wait a minute, she said, the, the sign out front says that there are vacancies. Now you tell me there are no vacancies? And he finally said, ma'am, we don't want a rent to room to rent a room to you, you see, we don't like to accept Jews in this inn. In. Aha, she said. Mrs. Rosenthal said, yeah, but you've got it wrong. I've, I'm not Jewish. I just converted to Christianity. You converted to, well, let's see if that's true. Um, who were Jesus' parents? And she said, Mary and Joseph of Nazareth. And tell me, uh, he asked, uh, where was Jesus born? And she said, he was born 
in Bethlehem. And when he was born in Bethlehem, the continues to ask, uh, what did his crib look like? She said, his crib was a manger, a feed box for the animals. Okay, now, wh- why was he put in a feed box of an animal in a stable? And she looked at him and she said, because the moron behind the desk at the inn in Bethlehem wouldn't rent a room to a Jewish lady. who would we keep out huh who would we keep out there's a story about a uh, one of those great evangelical conferences you know they gathered thousands of people and they had this evangelical conference going on and and uh, well the guy was late he he wasn't there for exactly the beginning and he made his way down the aisle and he spotted a chair in the front row. So he came to the woman sitting next to that empty chair and he said, excuse me, ma'am, is that chair saved? And she looked at him and she said, no, but we're praying for it. (laughs) (laughs) You've grown now, you'll tell it later. I know you will. Will many be saved? It seems that the issue really isn't about being saved. If we hear the gospel, if we come to know Lord Jesus, we recognize that it's not about being saved. That's not what's important. What is important is that you and I learn how to be spent. in generous service of others. Not about being saved, but instead about being spent. Spent to serve others. Spent to help others. You know, as I was thinking about the the, the scripture text for today that enters through the narrow door, I thought about our doors. When they built this church, they purposely made one entrance. And the idea is that all of us, we come in here together. It's a narrow door. We come in here with our hurts, our hopes. We come in here broken. We come in here needing to be forgiven. We come in here hungry, hungry to hear a word that can give us real life, can set us free. We come because we hunger, all of us. That's who we are as the church. Together, we come through the narrow door. When we leave, we leave through that same narrow door. All of us, every one of us called to proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God, 
to bring the life and the love of Jesus into our world and thus to transform the world. And that's the truth of it. We're not to worry about being saved. What we're concerned with is to learn how to be spent. Two words seem to sum up who we are as a church coming through the narrow gate. We are grateful people and we are generous. We're grateful people who are aware of how gifted we are. And we're generous in sharing what we've been given to make the world a better place. Thanks for listening to this week's service. For more information about our church, including upcoming events, please visit us online at goodshepherd-sc.org.